Good morning. It is Friday, January the 19th, in the year of our Lord 2024. I'm John David Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's begin this Friday in our prayer of consecration. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is entitled, Why a Prayer Room Matters. Our text is John 14, verses 2 through 4. Hear now the word of the Lord. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. The Word of the Lord. Now consider this. If ever there were a text where I think we modern-day readers of Scripture have missed the point, it is this one. Think about when you have most heard this scripture read. I'd be willing to bet it was at funerals. I know that's where I've heard it a hundred times and also read it myself. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And in good King James fashion, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you so. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Maybe I'm in the minority report on this, but as I read it, Jesus is not here talking to his disciples about going to heaven when they die. Now, before someone picks up something to throw at me, hear me out. I am not reigning on the parade of going to heaven when we die. Scripture clearly establishes this truth. It just doesn't do that in John 14. So if John 14 is not about a mansion in the sky, what is it about? Thanks for asking. I am admittedly taking on too difficult a subject in such a short space, so I'll do my best. 
The context here is not a funeral, but final preparations for a sequence of cataclysmic events, namely Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and sending of the Holy Spirit. Jesus clearly addresses the living not about their death, but his death, and not about some sweet morning when this life is over, but right here and right now. He is talking to them and us about our relationship with himself in the midst of his physical absence. I am going there to prepare a place for you. This is not a distant future place, but a right here and right now place. He is creating a room, a meeting place. Might I suggest a prayer room? And in heaven, no less. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back. He is not here referring to his second coming but rather to the coming of the Holy Spirit. Hear what he says a few verses later in chapter 14. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. John fourteen sixteen to 18. Stay with me. By the Holy Spirit, the presence of Jesus is with us on earth. This is how he comes to us and is with us always, even to the end of the age. Now, here's the part that flies right over our heads. And take you to be with me, so that you also may be where I am. Did you catch the operative word, also? Jesus will be with us now on earth. We will also be with Jesus now in heaven. Jesus makes clear he will be with us here on earth despite his physical bodily absence. He makes equally clear that we will also be with him in heaven despite our physical bodily absence there. Paul makes this crystal clear in his letter to the Ephesians. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, Ephesians 2.6. And again to the Colossians, Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Colossians 3, 1-3. Closing the loop now. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place 
for you. Jesus has prepared a place for us in heaven. When he says, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen, might he be instructing us to go into that room he has prepared for us in heaven, and as a means of doing so, to prepare our own prayer room for him on earth. And might this room be the very go-between, the vestibule between heaven and earth? That's it. A prayer room is an antechamber between heaven and earth, a kind of new room for heaven to break in on earth. After all, the core prayer Jesus teaches us to pray just after sending us to our room is, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. The question, how do you resonate, or not, with this reading of Jesus' teaching in John 14? and its connection back to Matthew 6, 6, i.e. go into your room, close the door, etc. Do you think creating a prayer, a room for prayer, matters? Why or why not? In the hymn, today we will sing the hymn, How Firm a Foundation. It's number 46. I've got my partner here with me today. My dad, David Walt, he's going to sing with me. Scoot over here, Dad, if you can get a little closer. And uh, we're going to sing How Firm a Foundation. We're going to sing all five verses. This is a powerful hymn. Okay, you ready? How firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. What more can he say than to you he hath said, to you who for refuge to Jesus have fled? Fear not, I am with thee, O be not dismayed, for I am thy God, and will still give thee aid. I'll strengthen thee, help thee, and cause thee to stand, upheld by my righteous omnipotent hand. When through the deep waters I call thee to go, the rivers of sorrow shall not overflow. For I will be with thee thy troubles to bless, and sanctify to thee thy deepest distress. 
When through fiery trials thy pathway shall lie, my grace all-sufficient shall be thy supply. The flame shall not hurt thee, I only design thy dross to consume and thy gold to refine. The soul that on Jesus hath leaned for repose, I will not, I will not desert to his foes. That soul, though all hell, should endeavor to shake, I'll never, no, never, no, never forsake. Amen to that. That uh, That's one of the great hymns, isn't it? That's 1787. That one goes back. It's good that we sang it today. You know, as I was, as we were singing that, uh, when through the deep waters, and through the fiery trials, and just this whole, the flame shall not hurt thee, I only design thy dross to consume, and thy gold to refine. And then the one before, sanctify to thee, I will sanctify, I will make holy to thee thy deepest distress. And it just made me think about James 1, first couple of verses there. When you, Consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And then he says, Let perseverance finish its work, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And I know there are many of you out there who are going through the deep rivers and the fiery trials, and uh, some of you are wanting to just give up, and you're discouraged, you're feeling despair, you're, maybe you're getting older and you just feel your mind and your memory slipping away from you, and it, uh, it's discouraging, it's just very defeating. That's why we need to sing hymns like How Firm a Foundation. That's these, these are trials. People are in hospital rooms right now. People are struggling with children who are suffering in some sickness or they're wayward and lost. And this is common to us all. We need to lean on that firm foundation. We need to trust that whole notion that thy dross to consume, the gold to refine, I will sanctify to thee thy deepest distress. And so I just say that 
I'm not saying to you, you need to persevere. What I'm saying to you is that the Holy Spirit will, is and will persevere in you. The Holy Spirit is the persevering one. So yield, just yield to the Spirit and let perseverance finish its work, right? He who began a good work in you will be faithful to bring it to completion until the day of Christ. Let, let, the, let perseverance finish its work so that you might be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Who doesn't want that? That's what I want. And so this is the way that God can take even what the enemy means for evil, intends for evil, and turn it to good. This is why in all things, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. This is the kindling, the kind of things I'm saying right now. This, this is the kindling of the fireplace of the house of prayer, of the room of prayer. Just we'll close out encouraging you with this. Tomorrow, Saturday, we got a Holy Spirit story. Guess what? It's going to be my own story. I'm going to tell you the story of my own prayer room that I've only started after 25, 30, 40 years of being taught by Jesus to go to your room and close the door. I'm finally waking up and doing it. It's changing my life. You'll hear about it tomorrow. That's enough for today. It's Friday. You're going to run into all kinds of people out there. Be especially attentive to people who are hurting, people who are struggling, people who are suffering losses, and be especially attentive to them because Jesus wants to meet them through you and encourage and bless and love them. Make time for it. You're going to be busy, but listen, you got time for that. Jesus has time for it. That means you have time for it. All right, I'll see you out there on the field. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. And I'm David Walt. All right, (laughs) how about that? We'll see you tomorrow. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.